Welcome to the Lessons from the Tank podcast. This week, I had a chance to talk with Henry and Alex from Break Free Technology. They have an amazing life-saving device for any motorcycle riders out in your world. But on top of that, they had a chance to talk to me about how important it is to have the right people as part of your development team. You're gonna love this. Check it out. Hey guys, thank you so much for being part of the podcast today. That's our pleasure. Thank you. Of course. So, um, by the way, as uh, a former avid motorcycle rider, your invention is absolutely brilliant. I, um, you know, uh, well, first of all, for those of you that are listening, you need to check out um, season 12, episode eight, um, Break Free Technology. It is, as far as I'm concerned, from what I have seen out in the industry, it is the one thing that every single motorcycle rider should have to keep themselves safe. Um, you got to check it out. But tell us a little bit about your product, because like I said, I think it's brilliant. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Uh, Break Free is essentially a smart wireless brake light accessory for motorcycle helmets. It's a really simple and effective way to improve your visibility drastically without having to wire anything into the motorcycle. It's super straightforward. I think it looks great, a personal opinion. And uh, yeah, it, it just adds a whole lot of level of safety. I think it's got it upside down there. Oh no, you got it. Perfect. <laughs> Yeah, if you guys are watching, you gotta, or if you're not watching, if you're just listening to this, you gotta get on YouTube and check out the the video. Um, but so again, for for those of you that are just listening, this thing goes on the back of your helmet, and it it has like, what is that? But like a, what, what's the term? I'm trying to think of the term, but but essentially it um, it knows when you're slowing down, and it lights up like a brake light. So, exactly. Yep. It's um, using an accelerometer and a gyro combination together and running our own proprietary algorithm that we spent a while developing. And so it detects braking and it can ignore head movements and all that kind of stuff. So it's not going to be going off on accident. And it's just really effective at uh, detecting any kind of braking, engine braking, downshifting, all that stuff. So when they, when you guys were doing your, your demo on the, on the show, um, I was expecting some sort of like, oh, you got to tear your brake light apart, plug this thing in. And because the, the demo looks so good, like the guy slowing down and the brake light comes on. And, yeah. and I was like, my goodness. And when you said that, like, this was all automatic, I was, I was really blown away. Um, so uh, I, like, how did you come up with that? Like, I, you, you know, are, are you guys engineers? Like what, what, t talk to me about how you come up with something like that. Honestly, um, I lucked into it. I graduated from San Jose State University as a, in a, as a business major, and I am not a technical guy. I've done a little bit of coding. I've done a little bit of everything, but I'm not a technical person at all. And uh, I got into an internship with an entrepreneur um, right out of school, and um, that was one of the things that he was kind of working on that was tangential to what we're doing with Break Free. Um, after the internship was over, I wanted to develop this idea that we kind of came up with and uh, just kept running with it. Um, honestly, it was, um, he wanted to make a wireless kind of light bar for cars because he almost got into an accident uh, driving down the freeway. Somebody in front of him slammed on the brake and he couldn't tell how fast they were slowing down. So one of my projects as an intern was, you know, do some market research, do patent research and do all that kind of stuff and figure out if this is a good idea or not. 
long story short, we've uh, determined that this isn't really a great idea for cars because in a car, you already got all these brake lights and there's some technologies out there that work better than what he's thinking of. And plus adding something on the back of uh, your window in the back, that's the thing that breaks usually when you get rear-ended. So you will have like a projectile flying through the car. So we scrapped that idea. But being a motorcycle rider, I was like, hey, you know what? Like I commute to school. It was always super sketchy riding on the freeway. So why don't we like think of something like that for the motorcycle? And so he was supportive. He wanted me to kind of have that experience and, you know, develop something on my own. And so we kind of teamed up initially. He was a mentor and advisor and he put in some cash initially to kind of get the process going. And um, I found all my co-founders, put it all together. We competed in a business plan competition got some credibility, got a little bit of money, kept going, kept going. And, you know, through a lot of iterations, we've finally come up with what is now break free. So um, first of all, I I have to tell you, as far as lessons um, go, um, I know that there's some, some younger people, you know, um, uh, high school and college that listen to listen to this. You nailed what an internship is for. I we because we do interns here, you know, and in, in, we have an intern program here. Yeah. And I'm like, look, if you're in this just to put something on your resume, you're missing out on so much. Um, yeah. You know, finding a mentor, you know, getting the connections, um, you know, getting excited about things. I mean, that's that's what an internship is for. And again, maybe it's not something that you want to be a part of, but at least you've gotten some experience and some connections and stuff like that. Um, but that's that's really impressive that 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 this started off as you just being an intern somewhere. That's that's really yeah. awesome. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about really being engaged. And, and what I've found out through going through my own degree at San Jose State is the things that I learned the most were the like extracurricular things, like getting involved in clubs, participating in like business plan competitions, going like our entrepreneurship professor is really the person that kind of got me started in this whole thing. I was putting in the work in class. I was going to all the extra things that the the professor was doing. Like we were going to different accelerators, talking to venture capitalists, seeing what it's like on that side, you know? So it was a a real experience like that. And um, she saw that I had interest and I expressed to her like, Hey, um, I'd love to put this to use. Do you know any people that might want an intern? I just want to learn and see what it's like to be an entrepreneur because that just seemed really interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, entrepreneurship is all about getting your hands dirty, um, yeah. and that just sounds like that's what uh, that's what you did. Um, yeah. So um, that's that's awesome. So how did you two connect? Um, I mean, you guys, uh, I, I have to imagine you guys both played a part in here. Um, like, how did you oh, guys? How did you guys um, hook up? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Henry's a friend of a friend in at San Jose State. He uh, was doing uh, mechanical engineering with uh, one of my really good friends, and. Um, by the time we were uh, launching our product on Indiegogo in March of 2017, um, Henry approached me and just wanted to meet up for lunch just, just to catch up and see how things are going with uh, our new product. And you know, after that, he, well, actually, I'll just let Henry jump in and talk about that. I've, I've been talking a lot. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I, I saw the saw the project and I knew Alex and then uh, I, I wrote as well. So it, it, it uh, automatic click that knew the idea was, was good was golden uh and uh i was like really happy to see it um and i knew so i was already in product design i've worked at companies um i took a more i guess traditional approach uh but still uh interning at smaller companies uh, and then coming out uh 
after graduating with my mechanical engineering degree, um, you know, and then, and then interning uh, and contracting at smaller startups, usually companies under 100 people. Um, uh, that's how I got started in kind of product design, uh, consumer electronics. Uh, I then went out to work at Fitbit uh, prior to uh, their IPO. Uh, it was only about 200 people. Um, and I was there for about two years. Um, and then they grew the IPO, then went to 1,500 people, uh, kind of crazy, right? And then uh, it was about the time, uh, the job after that was another startup at about 45 people. So uh, very small doing augmented reality. So um, I was in an incubator. Um, so, you know, still similar, uh, similar, you know, exposures, I would say, to uh, that entrepreneurial life and how to go about uh, what, what is involved in, in, in a tech company. Um, and then I knew the kind of pitfalls and like the hardships of launching a product that had previously launched products with the companies I've worked with and, and how much uh, it, it took to launch the product. So, um, so I just wanted to check in and see how it's going. Um, and, uh, you know, had a lunch with, uh, with Alex and that, I think the rest is history. So yeah, um, sure. did, do you guys have like a, a divide and conquer type of, of situation? Like, um, you know, uh, Alex does one thing, Henry does another, and you guys like have, you know, do two different um, portions of the business or are you guys like integrated in, in, in all aspects of it? I would Pretty say integrated, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is, I mean, we, everybody on the team does have their own specialization, but we're usually trying to collaborate together and kind of bring, bring all the knowledge together. So, um, so take me through, so, so you have this great idea. Now you have a, a, uh, a new, uh, partner in crime, right? You guys had lunch. Now you have a partner in crime. I assume that you guys are riding around with some prototypes on their back of your helmets and people are going, what in the heck is that? That's amazing. Um, how do you get from there to to your first um, Indiegogo? Um, you, you know, uh, what do they call that? Like, what is the offering? Um, is yeah, it, it's crowdfunding. It's cra basically yeah. like gathering pre-sales before you actually um, release the product. Yeah, I mean, did um, you did you have a lot of prototypes out? Like, did you like have everything ready? Like, what what was like? Where were you guys at when you when you hit that that point? Well, for sure, I, I would probably have to back up just a little bit. So by the time Henry joined the team, we've already kicked off our crowdfunding campaign and okay. we already had the kind of like the final design, like this shape is already created and everything. Um, we we There's two other co-founders that we haven't mentioned here and that are on the show. Um, my co-founder, Ian, who's an industrial designer and uh, my co-founder, Johan, who's um, an electrical engineer with kind of like the hardware uh, background where he he's designed the algorithm that actually makes this whole thing work, which so, is really like the special part of the product. So that has been developed by that point already. Um, just we were, real, just we, real, real quick. So yeah. those guys, when you're like, Hey, we're going on shark tank, were those the guys who were like, we're not going on shark tank. Like <laughs> were they, were those, are those, those guys where they just didn't want to be in front of the camera. Um, yeah, I, I yeah, I think I pitched it to everybody. I was like, hey, we're, uh, you know, it looks like we may be on Shark Tank because, as you know, there's a lot of different oh, things yeah. you have to jump through. Yep. And uh, Henry was like, yeah, I'll do it. And I was like, sweet. I don't have to be out there by myself, you know, so that, right. was, that, was, that was great. Um, but yeah, so we've been, the first prototype was just really clunky. Like it was literally like a little circuit board with a sensor that I glued to my helmet. <laughs> I had a cable like running on, on, on my back, uh, like right here. And I had a little buzzer. Um, my um, co-founder Johan built this little box that basically like simulated what this unit would do 
And so it, we built in a little buzzer with some lights and everything. So as I slow down, this thing would beep and it would like tell me like, okay, it's going off at the right time. Oh, it's like, so cool. oh, I noticed that like when we were riding around and I'm making a turn, it starts to like beep. I was like, why is that? It's like, oh, that's because of like centrifugal forces, you know? You're, you're, so we then canceled all that stuff out and, you know, just kept iterating, iterating the algorithm by that time, you know, by the time Henry joined, I think the algorithm was already pretty dialed in, uh, but we were just severely lacking mechanical engineering. And so that's just, I, th I think that that's um, one of those things that uh, I was able to contribute to the team is just to find the people that could do the thing that we're trying to accomplish here. Cause I don't really have those skills. I don't have that knowledge. So I just kind of had this concept of what it should be. And then the, the folks on my team were able to create it into a reality, you know? Yeah. It's really interesting. You know, Shark Tank has this, this uh it's like a melting pot of a bunch of different types of companies right you have like you know i make window screens like it's you know I mean? like yeah. it's, it, it, there's no accelerometers there's nothing you know crazy about it there's people that you know make ice cream and stuff like that then the, there's the, the guys like you that have really complex products i mean you know this isn't something that you know you can make a prototype in your garage like i did like you're you know i guess to your point you needed some real expertise to get your product moving um you know what uh, how did you and again i'm not sure I, I assume since this was your idea or came from like how did you get everybody excited about that i mean because you have some people that i assume put in a lot of hours for little to no pay on, an, on a dream of something that you had come up with like what's what did that take oh man well i think it's uh, just really the passion for writing uh, i can't really speak for for Henry, I, I think it's really like the motorcycling, the sport itself, the the fun of it, creating something that's useful that people will benefit from. I think that that was really the exciting part. So yeah, I think having a, a good product, like knowing, you know, this product would add to the world. Like it's 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 something that we all saw that needed to just happen. Um, you know, it, it just made total sense. Um, and I think every member on the team believed in in the product and that's really important uh, to, yep. to really push through um, and and just you know we're all we're all writers and and uh, I me personally I just really wanted it uh, I want it to be <laughs> real I want it to be on my helmet and I want to ride with it um, yep. and uh, give you that peace of mind you know you, you know what just struck me is you know uh, I know you guys know that your product is is saving lives right but if you're doing it right, you never know that it's actually saving lives other than knowing that it's saving lives, if that, if that makes sense. Like you're- No, it totally does. Absolutely. I, I think that's that's probably one of those things that like really keeps me going with this is, you know, we get a lot of uh, customer comments, emails, things like that. People saying like, absolutely love this thing. You know, it's saved me so many times already. I have drivers pulling up to me and like giving me a thumbs up and pointing on my helmet, you know, like that kind of thing never happens to you when you're riding most of the time. Right. So when a driver yeah. recognizes you and tells you, Hey, you're really visible out there. Like I know that our product is actually doing what it's supposed to be doing. Yeah. And the other yeah. thing too, is, is, is it's cool looking like that's the, that's the thing that, that really struck me. Like, okay, you could have like slapped a, you know, a stoplight on the back of the helmet, but but it fits with the aesthetic of modern helmets and and it's it's not like you're going to get I don't want to say get made fun of but no one's going to look at you and go wow that thing is really butt ugly why do you have that on your your head um so good job with the design i mean it's it looks fantastic yep can't take credit for that one it's all my industrial designer 
And it's another person that I just stumbled into just by sheer luck. Like I was walking around from dealership to dealership, trying to get feedback from customers and people working in the industry to see if this idea has even got legs, if people are excited about it. And I happened to walk into a, a dealership in uh, Mountain View in California, walked in, I asked to talk to somebody, you know, about this idea that I have. And then I spoke to my industrial designer, now my partner, you know, uh, he happened to be in between jobs. He graduated from Detroit Automotive School of, uh, you know, design. And then he went to studied abroad, was working for like a lot of amazing uh, companies doing some really cool stuff. And it just happened to be in between jobs working at this particular dealership and looking for work with like one of the larger OEMs. So he's, you know, he's the vision behind like, you know, this needs to look cool and everything. I kind of was like, well, safety's not really sexy. That's a problem. I think a lot of people aren't really all that excited about uh, safety. And then, you know, uh, if we design something that looks good as part of the helmet or like it looks like it belongs on a helmet, you know? And then so you put that vision into reality, but you know, this is iteration number like four or five from, from what we originally were thinking. Wow. Well, all right. So let, let's uh, let's shift gears here and yeah. um, move into your Shark Tank episode, right? So, That's so good. you get out there, and um, you know, uh, first of all, like I said, I love the demonstration and and all that stuff. Um, uh, what was going through your head as you you guys were doing, you know, as as you guys were kind of getting into the, um, uh, you know, into the pitch and then the questions and all that stuff? Like, what was it? I, I thought I was going to throw up for my entire pitch, by the, by the way, but like, <laughs> yeah. how, how did you guys handle it? Oh man. I, well, myself personally, I was so nervous. I was scared. I, I honestly thought that I would start doing something weird with my hands. So I like try to have them like <laughs> up against my legs. So I don't like start doing weird things with my hands or saying something weird. Honestly, my main focus was to get through that first like little pitch that you oh, get yeah. that that's been prepared. Cause I was like, Got to nail that. Once that happens, I think the dialogue piece is going to come together. And um, Henry and I have been practicing so much for, for, for that pitch. And then also going through, like, I personally watched, I think, three seasons of Shark Tank. And I've watched every single, like, motorcycle-related pitch just mm -hmm. to see what what might be coming. So I, I felt pretty confident that we're going to be able to do the dialogue and back and forth and kind of like talking about the business itself because we know that pretty well um but yeah uh, so scared but once you're out there i feel like that fear level kind of went down a little bit mm -hmm. like it's just all the jitters of like oh my god we're going to be on tv like we're going to be going down this tunnel in like yeah. seconds here and like that that was the, the scary double doors part. man that was oh that, was that like, double door you know, sucking in front of it <laughs> yeah yeah it's the, like oh man this is happening this is happening double doors open and you're just like oh wow the, the cameraman walking, walking backwards this. in front of you like oh man. yeah oh <laughs> man yeah no that was that was nuts yeah, yeah. but um uh, but, i think for me I, I practiced the pitch like in like mission district in san francisco like in like the busiest section of the town i was just like okay i need to go somewhere with lots of distractions and then practice the pitch I think once we got, get that like pitched down uh, and uh, just get the jitters out, yeah, the rest is is a lot easier to to, to know that you didn't mess up on that and you know you yeah, have the footage there. I didn't mind when I was driving. I'm like, if I if I can do it while I'm driving, like with the distractions going on, like I'm like I feel that I can do it even if I'm feel like I I want to yep, throw up, yep. you know. <laughs> so absolutely. But, um, but so so you guys get out there and. Um, you know, it was really interesting because you guys had, you ended up with, with two offers and uh, a decision to make. Um, and I thought you guys, you really 
well, first of all, you know, I, I, t tell us what happened. So, well, so Robert made us an offer and I got super giddy and excited. I don't know if you could see it on the episode, <laughs> but Henry had to like reel me in a little bit, like, okay, yeah, don't take the first offer. Yeah, and I and shot like, him a look. <laughs> yeah, I got the really look. I was like, like oh, God, yeah, stop it, stop it. Yeah, I was really curious with, with Mark because Mark was the, the, the other one that, um, express interest so um so yeah I, I think once uh once that happened uh i i said that you know you know uh mr cuban has been a little quiet there and then uh he, that's when he chimed in and said that you know well he, he's interested and he's also interested in a similar similar uh deal um as, as robert but you know robert's are, was first so that's when we had to kind of come together and uh really uh, ask for that, that, um, uh, you know, for both of them to come in as a, as a group deal. So that really worked out for the best. Yeah. You guys got, got Mark and Robert, which is, which is fantastic. And it, and, um, uh, you know, you guys went in with a kind of a, a little bit of a challenge because you guys hadn't sold any yet. Like you had a lot pre-sold, but you hadn't put anything yeah. out there. Um, mm -hmm. and I thought you guys did a great job of, of, you know, minimizing that as, as risk, you know, because of course that's a, that's a, that's a risk, but you, I think you guys did a great job of, of kind of explaining away that. Um, how, how do right. you guys think that you did? I mean, you got to, you got, you got a deal, so you did pretty good, but. Right. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think you're right. Uh, we knew that that was going to be one of the big things that they're going to harp on in terms of like, you don't have any uh, actual sales. How do we know that this is actually safe? But at that point we've already, done a lot of testing. Like I've been working on this product for four or five years before we were on Shark Tank and, you know, two years before we we're on Indiegogo even. So through the Indiegogo process, we were pretty intimately connected with a lot of the people that pre-ordered this product and we're excited to help and see how, you know, see this product actually make it uh, to the market. Um, so we've developed a, a a beta testing program. So we've gotten a lot of really positive responses. We knew that the product itself worked. We knew that the algorithm worked going into the whole thing. So that, that was like the biggest piece of it. But then we were um, not super sure that it was going to work out in the real world because, you know, you've, you've got this idea and then you get it out there and then, you know, somebody will figure out how to break your thing. And the beta testing and all the testing that we've done through the testing houses and everything like that has been really encouraging. So we knew we had to speak to that. Yes. Yeah, I think we're just really confident on, on, on the quality of the product, uh, all the testing that we did with it uh, to ensure that it's just really robust. You know, if you drop it, uh, whatever it is, it's, it's going to be okay. Uh, and we made changes. Uh, once we did testing, you know, in, in consumer electronics, you kind of do iterations. So when you go through uh, those type of iterations from like prototype all the way to like, at, at that point, we were basically at our final mass production uh, stage. Uh, we just haven't uh, delivered the, the products to the Indiegogo backers. So we already had their money uh, and then we're making the units to deliver to them uh, at that point. And so what we're looking from the sharks was really money for a more mass market uh, so that we can sell it on the website outside of Indiegogo uh, to, to anyone that wants it. Um, and, and yeah, so we're just really confident in the product at that point uh, being whether it's the algorithm, whether it's the robustness and, and the quality 
Um, and uh, I think that's that's what spoke to the Sharks and, you know, got us the deal. Yeah, one of the things that people probably don't realize that, that are listening is when you go and film in Shark Tank, you know, you aren't necessarily um, told if and when you're going to air, but like somebody like you guys who are need inventory on the shelves to in the eventuality of actually airing, like there's some like you, you guys have to take some risk at, at that point. Um, mm-hmm. You know, h- how did that internal conversation go where you're like, look, if, if this thing gets on TV, we're going to sell a lot if we have them. Um, yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, was that a was that a big internal discussion? Because, I mean, I assume that that's kind of out of pocket type of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. that's very yeah, true. We're ready to take out a loan, you know, scrape together, break our piggy banks, whatever it <laughs> took, you know, just to, to, to get that batch going. Um, we were aiming to have we have all the logistics down and then knowing when the how long it took to produce this much uh, product, how long the shipping was, we were going to air freight. Um, you know, I think we still needed to make money. So still keeping a mind on the, the margins and whatnot, uh, being a physical product, it's, it's very costly to, to make these, uh, kind of electronic, uh, products. So yeah, definitely a lot of logistics, a lot of calculations to make sure that we are in the clear and we got, we could, uh, we should be able to get, um, get the products on the shelves um, before the, the, the airing of the episode. So um, episode airs, you guys, I assume you sell, sold a lot of, of units. Um, how, right. um, how have things been? I mean, like, are you, um, you guys still out selling a lot? I mean, is it, um, things been, been pretty good? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, launching the company in the beginning of a pandemic is always a challenge. Oh, sure. So that's, uh, you know, there's, there's no planning for that at all. You don't really know how anything's going to pan out, but Right after the show aired, um, yeah, sales were going through the roof. Like I had a, um, uh, my phone was recording this, the, the, my laptop where I had my website um, analytics pulled up and it was just like, as soon as it started airing on the East Coast, the entire East Coast <laughs> slid up and it just like numbers were going through uh, the roof. It was, it was really exciting, really wild to, to watch that happen. So it was like our sales were like a shark, anything, you know, just like, yep. just went right up. Um, so yeah, we... Um, Go ahead. We had a bet where about uh, when it would get too annoying for the notification on our phone because each sale would, would ping our phone. Yep, yep. And I was like, dude, I, I would be glad to have that annoyance and that <laughs> just to know when it gets too annoying, right? Uh, but, you know, that, that was a, a great, great, great moment to be, yeah. Yeah, oh, we, sure. we did the same thing. We were, we were watching, you know, you're, you're, you're watching the map, right? You can kind of yeah. see where it, when it's, when it's airing. And then, um, I don't know if you guys use Shopify, but that's what we yeah, were we using. Use Shopify, yeah, and so we exactly. had the Shopify app and it was just like the little dollar, like the little cha-ching that, that would go off. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah. this is beautiful. This is awesome. You know, so, but, but yeah, that's, that's great. So, so where can we buy, um, you know, whether it's for us or, or somebody that, um, you know, we want to be safe out there. Where, where can we buy, you know, one of your amazing life-saving devices for the motorcycle riders in our lives? Sure. Thanks, Joe. Uh, you can buy it on our website, www.breakfreetech.com. Break is spelled B-R-A-K-E. Um, a lot of people misspell it. Um, and uh, you can now pick it up at Cycle Gear and Revzilla, which is like the Amazon of motorcycle uh, products. 
Um, yeah. And then probably another 20, 30 different dealers nationwide. That's awesome. Yeah. Repzilla, yeah. that's a big deal. That's, that's where I used to get all my gear from. That's so. right. And they're local to where you guys are located, right? Yeah. They're out this way. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, well, that's fantastic. Any, anything new um, on the horizon with, with you guys, or is it all like hush, hush, you know, it's a little bit on the hush, hush, but we got, we got a little something, something working on it. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you guys have like amazing expertise. Like I can't imagine that you're not working on new products. So, I mean, we didn't have a chance to talk beforehand about this, but yeah. I just, I, I feel like there's, if you guys can do what you did with this brake light, I just have a feeling that there's um, uh, just fantastic stuff coming in the, in the horizon here. Yep. We hope so too. You know, uh, when you mix design and function together, I feel like there's, that's a winning combination. So yeah, definitely absolutely. excited what's coming up. Well, thanks so much for, for being on the, on the podcast today. Um, like I said, if, if nothing else, if, if they, if people didn't get anything else, um, they should go out and get one of these for, for somebody because, um, like I said, being around riders all my life, um, this is, you know, this is definitely something that, that everybody needs. So, but anyway, thanks again for, for being on and, and, and sharing and, um, I wish you guys the best of luck. Thank you so much, Joe. Thank you so Pleasure much. To be here. Joe. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Lessons from the Tank. If you got value from today's podcast, we encourage you to subscribe to the podcast so you're notified when a new episode is posted. If you'd like to support our podcast, we encourage you to review it and share it with a friend. Thank you, and we'll see you on the next episode.